How's it going, everybody? Welcome to this special bonus episode of Across the Bifrost. This is our Thor and Spider-Man No Way Home kind of combo movie review type of episode. I Before we jump into the review of No Way Home which my wife and I are going to go see in a little bit later uh, today. Super excited for that and all of the craziness that that is going to entail. I wanted to share a few issues of comics from the 70s and 80s where Thor and Spidey team up and our boy, the mighty Thor, gets uh, a little bit of help from the the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man to fight a few villains and uh, there's just a, some fun stories here's the issues that I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you really how the two characters play off of each other because the the issues that I'm going to talk about are from a series called Marvel team up Marvel team up was especially designed to put two heroes or two fan fan favorite characters together to go on an adventure it's a most often most often it's a one-shot kind of experience they fight a villain they defeat them and they move on that's really what the issues that's kind of the stakes of the issues that they're really self-contained fun stories and in the original run of marvel team up spidey and thor teamed up according to my count they teamed up four different times in the hundred plus issue run of this comic so here are the numbers if you want to go and read some Spidey and Thor issues where they, they fight crime and general villainy together. The issue numbers are number 7, number 70, number 115, and number 148. So those are the issues that, uh, that I read in preparation for Spider-Man No Way Home. There are the issues that I went to and was like, man, I just really want to see, you know, a very like Shakespearean kind of, you know, hither thou and, you know, hence and nay and all those really old words. I wanted to see that version of Thor go and have an adventure with the quippy web slinging uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. It was there, there are a lot of fun playing off of each other, and we really don't get to see any of that in the MCU. I don't really remember any time that they've directly interacted. I tried to think through Infinity War and Endgame, and I just I could not think of a time that they have been on camera together, but I can't... Like, that has to happen at some point. That just, like... The way the way Thor Chris Hemsworth's Thor carries himself, and the just the oddity that Tom Holland is like, come on, like that's got to happen at some point. That's just that would just be so cool. In these issues, however, the two play off of each other so well. Thor spends much of these issues at the beginning of the conflicts with the villains of the issues. He he. He keeps calling Peter Parker a youth. He's like, "Oh, st- stand aside, youth. Let let a god of thunder, uh, you know, dispatch this villain." And it's it's very much like that. And Peter's like, "Gee, golly, he really is like the Prince of Asgard." And it's just it's really fun to watch 
Thor's very thespian seriousness play off of Peter's just kind of general childishness. It's really fun. These issues uh, do feature a few villains that are, I'm not going to say they're overly memorable. Uh, In the first issue, they face a troll and they go on kind of a, a, a cross Asgard adventure. The second one was actually my favorite of the four, the team up number 70. They fight a old, I believe X-Men, X-Men villain called the living monolith. It's, it's basically them fighting a giant statue monster. And there's, and it's all over New York Harbor. They go, they fight on the statue of Liberty. It's, Really fun. If you're going to read one of these issues in preparation for No Way Home, I would recommend go read Marvel Team-Up number 70. Uh, You also get a little bit of an appearance from the X-Men Havoc in that. He plays a pivotal role in the conclusion of the story. But those two are just, just so much fun to read. There's a few moments where Thor is surprised by how proficient Spider-Man is in battle. And he he, he kind of jabs at him. And then Spidey returns the comments with like, I feel like I've been insulted. And just kind of a weird, wacky uh, adventure. I know that if you like Thor and you like Spider-Man, you will enjoy these issues. Go read number 70, especially the one with the living monolith. It's a really, really great time. So that is kind of my lead-in for our Thor show to do a review on Spider-Man No Way Home. So it's a short little intro. I want to make sure that that the the Thor itch gets scratched here right off of the the top of the show. I will say for the remainder of the show... There will be spoilers. If if you want to go into Spider-Man No Way Home without spoilers, please pause this episode, don't listen any further, and come back later and enjoy the ride home conversation that I'm going to have with my wife, Kim, where I'm sure our minds are going to be blown. I've heard so many great things about this movie. I know that um, really... Kevin Feige and the crew over at Marvel Studios are just going to blow our minds again and again and again. But this one feels special. It feels significant. And I can't wait to share our instant reaction thoughts with you later on, uh, later on after we've seen the movie. So a brief little bit of a break here. And then on the other side, I will have seen the movie. I will have enjoyed all that the uh, the Spider-Man universe has to throw at us, and then we'll break down all of the awesomeness that is Spider-Man No Way Home. Well, just came out of Spider-Man No Way Home with uh, my beautiful best friend wife, Kim. Hi, guys. So... Really, honestly, we're just we're just gonna give you our instant reaction to uh, the greatest Spider-Man movie ever. The great, yeah, easily the greatest Spider-Man movie ever. It was wow. It was so many things. It was my Apple Watch is uh, would like us to go 
<laughs> see Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> Siri is all in on No Way Home. <laughs> oh, you wanted to watch a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> well, guess what? Local, there are tickets at your local movie theater. Local showtimes for No Way Home. Yeah, it was, man, it was so many different things. Uh, and, and just so you know, I know I gave a little bit of a heads up here, but this is good. There's going to be spoilers all over this. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, don't listen yet. Yeah, like. I mean, listen eventually, but. Yes. Not yet. Press pause. Come back. Go watch the movie, and then come back, press play again. And uh, yeah, after I did our. our Theme or team up theme with Thor. The beginning of this uh, episode, really, uh, we leave Thor way behind because there's n- really not a shred of Thor in it's Thor, Thor's world in this movie. But there is a ton of Spider-Man, like all Spider-Man? over. Spider-Men. Spider-Men. Or Spider-Mans. Spider-Mans. I think it's Spider-Mans. Spider-Mans. Everybody goes home. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I well, let's start with a few things. There are a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of cameos yes, and appearances and things that have been teased. And then the actors said, like, no, 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 I, don't, I didn't even know they were making another Spider-Man movie. Okay. And then it's like, it's like, aha, they're in the movie. Like, You did know. So, okay, big one off the top. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield show up as the two other versions of Peter Parker. Yes. The theater didn't even react to that because it was so like, well, yeah, of course. We, we knew that was happening. They, they have to be well, in this movie, right? they reacted to Andrew Garfield because he was first, and then it yeah. was like, oh, Tobey Maguire's going to be there too, and he walked in and everyone was like, yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> so, yeah, like, so we get the, uh, the 2000 Sam Raimi movie version of Peter Parker played by Tobey Maguire. But from now, so he's yeah, yes. old. So he's older. <laughs> Sorry, Tobey Maguire, you're not old, but... Older. You're young at heart. You're, yes. You're, well, and I thought that was actually kind of a cool part of the movie is that... It's Peter Parker at three different stages. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, let's just dig into a little bit of the three different versions of Peter Parker all converging. Because, like, the basic premise of the movie is Peter Parker is, you know, his identity is out there and he goes to Doctor Strange to be like, hey... It'd be awesome if the world didn't know I was Spider-Man. Like, but then he messes up the spell. But the, yeah, Peter does. Yes, and we've seen that from the trailers. Like yeah. he he tampers with the spell by adding different layers to it, and we we find out that he added so many different layers to the spell that Doctor Strange had to contain the spell yes. so that it didn't get fully out of control and start tearing reality apart. Right. And what happens is that different people from all these different universes. That fall from all throughout the multiverse. That know Peter Parker. That's yes. the caveat. They yeah. know Peter Parker, but they know different Peter Parkers. Yes. So, you know, we get the Sam Raimi Spider-Man universe, yep. and we get the Amazing Spider-Man universe coming over. Yep. The MCU Spider-Man universe, obviously, is where all this is happening. Yep. And they all converge into Peter, Tom Holland, Peter Parker's story. And when Andrew Garfield showed up, it was amazing. Yes. When Tobey Maguire showed up, it was amazing. Get it? Because they're the amazing Spider-Man. There is a great... Spider-Mans. So that was one of my favorite parts of their like little joking yes. conversations was when Andrew Garfield kind of downplayed... He said he was lame and Tobey Maguire was like, you are amazing. amazing. <laughs> and like, there's that... And then he like reiterates like, no, no, seriously, dude, you are amazing. And we're like... 
the amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> and I think that was one of the great things about all three of them in the same room is that they're literally the only three men to know what it's like to carry that role in a major blockbuster. Yeah. So there's a lot of meta references in their conversation. Yeah. And they're just having this fun kind of, like, only they know what it's like to both be the actors playing the part, but also be the character being the role of Spider-Man. So I thought that was kind of cool uh, little uh, behind the curtain, but also in front of the curtain kind of play on it. Yes. What did you think of their interactions? Um, I thought it was really funny. In fact, there's a couple lines. My favorite line is when Andrew Garfield asks <laughs> Tobey Maguire if he's just going to come looking like a cool youth pastor. Because he's got, he's got like a jacket yeah. and like a, just a plain shirt on. <laughs> or and if he's going to wear his suit or, you know. And both of the, both the other Spider-Men are already in their Spider-Mans. suits. Spider-Mans. Spider-Mans. <laughs> <laughs> both, both of the other Spider-People. <laughs> um, I'm a Spider-Person, okay. I, I identify as a Spider-Person. <laughs> oh, well, that is exciting for all of us uh the, yeah there was so that, um, that was really good the also t- when ned says hey peter and they're all both they're all like what he's yes. like P- peter parker we're all, peter- all peter parker in all the suit we're all, we all have suits <laughs> honestly I, I turned to kim halfway uh halfway through the movie when they when they had already revealed that all the spider spider persons uh were in this universe and they have a scene where, uh, well, we should probably talk about this. They're, Aunt May dies in this movie. And Marissa Tomei... She, I'm making a sad face. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sad about that. Ugh. Peter... I really thought she was going to pull through, too. Like, at yeah. first I was like, oh, she's dead. And then I was like, no, she's going to make it. It's going to be fine. And then she definitely dies. So, one thing that's always been kind of yeah. consistent with... Peter Parker and, and Spider-Man throughout comics is he, every time he wins, he loses. So, like, if Peter wins, Spider-Man loses. And if Spider-Man wins, Peter loses. Yeah, so, it's a lot like, yeah. So, in this case, like, Peter is fighting the Green Goblin and he's fighting the the, the other members of the, uh, uh, the bad guys that have come over from the other universes. And the Green Goblin kills Aunt May and it just like it's a severe downer moment and it's pl- acted very well by marissa tomei and tom, and holland. tom holland yeah really I, I had this thought during the movie tom holland is my favorite actor when it comes to reacting to someone dying <laughs> yeah it's, it's yeah. true though like he plays it so innocently yeah and he's well he's, he's a kid yeah and because he, he's so scared. Yeah. And, um... That was know, that was just terrible. When he was like, May, wake up. Why aren't you talking to me? Like, and May, just, look at me. Ah! May, look at me. Gosh, um, that was that was terrible. That was gut-wrenching. So... I'm crying right now, you guys. <laughs> then all... So at, right after that, all the all the spider persons, yeah. uh, the spider gentlemen, show up. And then they go... They go... They're trying to cure the bad guys who we haven't even mentioned yet. But the other Peter Parkers go to console Tom Holland's Peter Parker after Aunt May has oh, died. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my favorite emotional scene of the movie was when all three of them are talking about sacrifice. Who on they've the lost. Roof. Yeah. Who they've lost. You know, Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker. Uh, lost Gwen. Lost Gwen. Uh, there's a great redemptive moment in the movie where he saves MJ. Yep. And he, like, 
He like starts crying. He starts because crying because he lost Gwen the same way he almost lost this MJ. Yeah. So yeah. And Toby McGuire talks about Uncle Ben dying. Yeah. Um, and uh, of course Tom Holland's Peter Parker talks about Aunt May who has just died, and that yeah. scene ends with the with all three of them converging onto one phrase that has stuck with all of them through all the different multiverses is, you know, with great responsibility or with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. And that kind of bonds them together. And then they go on this mission to cure all the bad guys yeah. that have come into the multiverse. So Kim mentioned this, all the bad guys. Yeah. Let's so talk about it. The other cameos are mostly villains. We see first we see Daka. Awesome Alfred Molina. He was incredible. Oh my goodness. Yes. Alfred Molina is so Otto good. Octavius. Yeah. Like, I don't care what universe he's in. And I really like, too, he got a redemptive arc. He did. He really did. Like, I even thought he had, like, he kind of came to the good side in the middle of the movie. And then I thought at the end, like, that he had switched to the bad side when he was holding both the Spider-Men. <laughs> but then he ends up flipping it and he's helping them that's so good yeah so we see him and then we see green goblin next which willem oh, defoe thank god it was willem defoe at one point i turned to ryan and he's like please let it be willem defoe and i said just you wait it's dane dehan i'll put it this way if dane dehan would have shown up i would have watched the rest of the movie but i would have leaned over and been like friggin dane dehan why the hell is he in this movie but gosh willem defoe is so good he I feel like in this movie, so speaking of the Green Goblin, like from the original Spider-Man movie, yeah, the, everyone knows kind of the costume was hokey, and it did not, it did not evoke the Green Goblin from comics at all. It basically it was a low rent Iron Man suit. Okay. They finally got Green Goblin suit right, like with the hood. Yeah. And it was very. It was. It was bulky but it was also very like sleek almost yeah yeah and you know the 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 ripped sweatshirt over top of it yeah was very uh very uh synonymous with like how he would have looked in a comic book i just i loved it and willem dafoe as psychotic norman osborne yeah it's so cannot good. be beat cannot be beat it almost too i don't know if it's something he does when he's talking when he's the green goblin but it almost looks like his teeth get pointier <laughs> like I just kept staring at his mouth going what is he doing with his mouth that he looks like really evil yeah and insane but I, I think that's really a testament to him as an actor yeah like, he just whatever he goes into he just like all the it way immerses himself and you know like in Finding Nemo when he plays Gil he yes. was a fish oh my gosh you felt Gil's torment <laughs> at having his fin all ripped up Welcome to Across the Bifrost, a Finding Nemo podcast. <laughs> it's it's part true crime, part Pixar theory podcast. Pixar theories. Let's not get into that. All right, next, who do we see? Uh, Jamie Foxx as Electro. Yeah. But a new revamped Electro, not blue skin Electro. No, he was like super cool. He was as close to probably as a comic book version of Electro we're going to get. He kind of um, looked like the 10,000 volt post. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Which Doctor Strange says, let's Scooby-Doo this shit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was the only person in the theater that like erupted at that joke. Let's Scooby-Doo this shit. And I, la I laughed so hard. Well, fun fact about your host, by Ryan. My, by myself. Yes, your host, Ryan, loves Scooby-Doo. Like, I do. Scooby-Doo is his favorite cartoon. I do. Loves Scooby-Doo. Scooby so he like, not just was like, ha ha, but it was like, ha ha. That was a funny Scooby-Doo joke we just heard. Is anyone else enjoying this Scooby-Doo joke? I'm alone? Okay. That's literally how it went. Um, so yeah, we see Jamie Foxx, and then we see Thomas Hayden Church. Uh, uh, so, I a little thing you need to know about both of us. As we a couple. love Thomas Hayden Church. Yes, we showing do. Showing up in movies. Like, He's I, our favorite... He's like our favorite character actor that kind of just shows up in little yeah. bit parts. Yeah. Ugh. Ever Love since George him. of the Jungle. George of the Jungle. We bought a zoo. He is Lyle Vandegrift. <laughs> he is. Ursula, I got your scrunchie. So Thomas Hayden Church's Sandman shows up. Yep. Uh, uh, and then uh, also, well, also uh, Kirk Connors, the lizard, yes. shows up. And I, I cannot remember. I don't know. Is either. it Ralph Fiennes? No. No. That's Voldemort. You know what? How dare you? You know what? Uh, uh, is it Rise? Uh, Rise? Um, oh god. We're gonna have to look it up. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Oops. <laughs> Sorry, uh, whoever so, plays the lizard. We yeah, don't. Yeah. Know. I guarantee you. You. <laughs> you know what? That's a pretty big deal too, because we really know actors. So for yeah, us not wow, to know we your were, name. We got. We, we done. We done stumped ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so we stumped the chump. So. The lizard Kirk Connor shows up, and uh, that's kind of the end of the villain roster. Yes, but right? Ryan's favorite cameo was. Oh my gosh! So, here, so fans of Across the Bifrost, you know I love the Mighty Thor. That's pretty obvious at this point. I friggin' love Daredevil, and I love Charlie Cox's version of Daredevil from the Netflix series. Charlie Cox shows up in like the first 15 minutes. Yeah. As, as like, not necessarily a lawyer, but like legal counsel, like yes. kind of advising Aunt May and Peter Parker what to do yeah. now and, that his identity and happy. is out there. And happy. <laughs> happy is around and happy. John Favreau is my favorite. Oh he my can goodness. do no wrong. Yes. Especially <laughs> when it comes to directing badass Star Wars series. Yes. <laughs> um, so. So yeah, Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock shows up. He, he never donned the red suit. No. Uh, which I have a feeling they're gonna save that. Yes, but for... he he caught like a brick that flew through a window, yeah. and Peter Parker's like, "How did you do that?" He's like, "I'm just a really, really good, good lawyer." <laughs> so that was pretty great. I mean, and and what, what I loved about a lot of these cameos was there was no like slow build up to it, like. Oh no, who's gonna show up? Who's Peter Parker's lawyer? I think I think it's this guy. I think it's this guy. It no. literally just happens. Yeah, they just they just snap right to a scene in an apartment yeah. and Charlie Cox is there and I friggin' like He like practically oh, screamed like my a gosh. little girl. Again, and, everyone else in the theater is silent. And Man, then, does it really suck to live in the Midwest sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I did sit next to uh, I did sit next to the guy in the theater that quote knew the most. Uh, but was just reciting facts that you 
could have Googled like that minute. Yeah. Um, did you know the next movie is Multiverse of Madness? No, did you I know? didn't. I only heard that like five times at the end. Uh, oh, my land. So, Charlie Cox is, uh, as Matt Murdock shows up. Yeah. Also, a, another favorite actor of Kim and I's, J.K. Simmons, who was at the end of Far From Home. Yeah. He shows up in a more prominent role as J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson may be the most accurate comic to movie, like, uh, translation. Translate. Yes, translation that yes. has ever been done. Um, he is J. Jonah James. Question. Yes. So why is it there's three different Peter Parkers? But there's only one J. Jonah. But there's Jameson. only one J. Jonah Jameson. J.K. Simmons wins them all. Um, I'm just gonna throw this out there. J. Jonah Jameson is Mephisto confirmed. Oh my gosh! Don't startle. Yes. Ryan is still. Con- Convinced Mephisto's gonna show up in Multiverse of Madness. Because why not? Because, why not? Oh my gosh, I'm so over the Mephisto I, theories. I, here's the thing. I Done. Think, I think for Mephisto to show up in a Marvel Cinematic Universe thing, a show or, or a movie, uh, it's almost like at this point they can't follow through with it to the point that people are le- like leading the people want it so bad and he's a great character i'm not saying he's not i'm just like can we have a different theory please like i've been we've been on this train since wandavision come on we've been on this imaginary train since um, we've been in the the mere realm yes on this train well and that, that kind of leads to the the la- not really a cameo these really aren't cameos some of them are most of them are just like guest starring. Yeah, they were in the movie. Truly, the biggest co-star... Yes. ...was... Doctor Strange. Yeah, so, like... Yeah, I love Doctor Strange. I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch is all over this movie. Yes, he is. Also, really weird seeing Benedict Cumberbatch in, uh, in sweatpants. Sweat... The sweatshirt and sweatpants with the, uh... With a coat on top, a parka, and then boots. And then the cloak. I just... Yes, and then the cloak. It was just, like weird for my eyes to get used to. <laughs> but another thing we learn when we go to the Sanctum Santorum for the first time is that while Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, Doctor Strange was blipped, yeah. Wong became the sorcerer supreme. Yes. So Wong on a technicality. <laughs> Wong is the sorcerer supreme and very much now. disproves of what Doctor Strange does in this movie. I mean, that's awesome. Like you really s- like Wong. Here's I do. The thing. You love all the sidekicks because you're a total Hufflepuff. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, sorry. It's true, though. So, going into the multiverse of our real life. Uh, oh, yeah. We have so many fandoms. Yeah. Uh, check out Muggles Magic and Mischief debuting this Tuesday <laughs> For on real, iTunes though. and Spotify. Tuesday, December 21st. You could hear a whole podcast of this banter. It's pretty great. Yeah. But it's Harry Potter themed. But it's Harry Potter themed? And it's Harry Potter And it's Harry Potter themed. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, Ryan is going to enjoy his own uh, wizarding multiverse of madness. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Just wait. Harry Potter shows up in the next movie. <laughs> oh my friggin' lord. 
That, okay. Daniel Radcliffe shows Daniel up. Daniel Radcliffe. I lose my mind. Just for five seconds. I just want them to like. I want Daniel Radcliffe to open a door. Yeah. Like they're, they're that's having, it. Like, they're having like a planning meeting. That's and it. And he like opens the door. He's like, Hey, I was wondering. If, oh, sorry. Wrong room. Wrong room. <laughs> and then he just goes out, and you're like, What? That's Harry Potter. Daniel Radcliffe is the Sorcerer Supreme confirmed. <gasps> and he's that's also a, Mephisto confirmed. He's kind of. Kind of like a superhero in the wizarding world. Yeah. Okay. Way off track. Back to Spider-Man. <laughs> the crossover portion of this podcast is done. Yes. Um, Back to Spider-Man. So, the other characters that we saw in this movie, I mean, uh, uh, Zendaya. She as MJ. As MJ. She's, I think we got the best acting of her in this series so far. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Because one thing, so one thing that I think she... She and uh, the actor that plays Ned Leeds. I've forgotten his name. I, pff, oops. Uh, so, uh, the characters of MJ and Ned, I think what they really did in this movie was they let it get, they didn't let it get too serious because they had the great funny moments, but also they are the best support system that Peter has. And now, yeah. like at a, at a portion of the movie, they were his only support system after Aunt May had died. Yeah. And Zendaya is so good yeah. as MJ. Yeah. So, so good. And now they're gone forever. You might want to explain that. <laughs> they didn't die. Uh, in order to fix all this hot mess that kind of Doctor Strange and Peter created together, they have to redo this spell where um, Peter is forgotten by everybody. Nobody will remember him. And so um, he says that he's going to, he promises that yeah. he's going to go back and find MJ and Ned and tell them everything and it, it'll all be fine. And he gets to them and he can't do it. Yeah. And man, because that was so hard. Happy. They are. That was so hard to watch. Yeah. Like at the beginning of the movie, you find out that none, they all wanted to get into MIT together yeah. and none of them got in. And then when they because go back, of Spider-Man, yeah, because of Peter being just yeah. associated with Peter Parker, yeah, and yeah, the uh, the end of the movie, Ned gets into MIT. It's kind of hinted at that Zendaya gets Zendaya, that MJ gets in as well, and Peter just has this moment where, like, for now, yeah, for now, everything is fine, and like. Without him in their lives, his friends actually get to have their own lives. Yeah. So. Just still sad. Because now he's all by himself. Yeah. He, he kind of meets up with Happy again, but not in like a, I'm telling you who I am kind of way. Just yeah. in a, we ran into each other and. At Aunt May's uh, yeah. grave plot. Yeah. And that's really sad. So it's like he has a nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk post-credit scene. All right, let's do the, it. The mid-credit scene is a hilarious. If if you saw the post-credit scene for uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, you know that for at least a few minutes, Eddie Brock, Venom, was in the MCU. He was. He is no longer in the MCU <laughs> because the mid-credit scene is Eddie at the bar that we see him at at the end of Let There Be Carnage. So... At the beginning of the mid-credit scene, he is in the MCU. He's talking to the bartender, and the bartender's kind of helping him piece together all of what's happened. 
in this Telling universe. him about the Avengers, yeah. The Avengers, the blip. Yep. Um, yeah, and and at, towards the end, Eddie Brock's like, well, you know what? I think I'm going to go to New York and I'm going to talk to this Peter Parker Spider-Man guy. Yeah. And then that's when the spell is corrected and he goes back to his universe. Yep. So Eddie is in the MCU. But... In there's a little bit of symbiote left behind. Yes. So I was gonna, I was actually gonna say that there's a little bit of the Venom symbiote left in the MCU. Yeah. So. Dun 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 dun. I mean, yeah. What's gonna happen? It's. Uh, we can all probably guess. It could. Uh, it could get legit. Yeah. Um, and then post-credit scene really is just the trailer for Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Which. Two of my Ooh. top three Marvel characters are Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange, so and that's going to be phenomenal. Kim is beyond hyped for this movie. Oh my gosh. So Give uh, it to me! A few things... Give me the juice! Give me the uh, juice! So a few <laughs> All things... All the crossover references that nobody's going to get. That's from Baby Mama. <laughs> yes. No, it's not. No, it's from What to Expect What's to Expect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, it's Elizabeth thing. So anyway. A few, just a few things. Not everything, because the trailer, you know, one viewing of a trailer does not, you know, give a full comprehension of it. Right. So a few things that jumped out. Uh, Wong, Wong, Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, Mordu, all characters that we know yep. from, uh, from the MCU, they're all returning. You get to see a little bit of conversation between... Steven and uh, and Wanda, which is great. Yeah. They talk about uh, Westview a little bit. Yep, and he's like, nah, I don't care no, about I that. Don't, yeah, but <laughs> I'm not here for that. Man. Um, then a few new characters are seen. We get to see the first glimpse, uh, really the back of America Chavez, who is a newer character in Marvel Comics. Uh, Ryan's very excited about this person that I have no idea so, who is. America Chavez And is, I don't even remember seeing it in the trailer. Well, so, uh, if, you, if you're able to see the trailer when you go see the movie, or if you see stills online, if you uh, see the character with a blue jacket and a big white star on the back, that's America Chavez. She's a super-powered, uh, like, awesome, ass-kicking lady. Like, she just... <laughs> I don't know what they're... But here's the thing. I, She's a super-powered kicking lady. She is. Alright. So I think that I'm gonna with I'm gonna hold on to my like guesses for her character. Okay. Because I have no idea what they will do with her in the MCU. Because she's a relatively new character. I don't even think I don't even think she's six, seven years old in the comics. Okay. For for from her debut. Also get to see the first glimpse of one of the villains in this new movie, Shumagorath, who's one of the elder gods of the Marvel Universe. He's a big, one-eyed tentacle monster. Kind of looks like a Raptar from Star Wars. Uh, yes. Yes, yeah. he does. Um, and was that really all for the characters we saw? The new No, one? there is a dark Doctor Strange. Yeah, so I was, so, I was holding on to that for, for last. So... I think it looks a lot like the Doctor Strange from the What If yes. episode this last summer. The bummer What If episode. Gosh, that was depressing. Where and Doctor Strange. terrifying. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank God yeah. we didn't let our kids watch it, that one. It did, yeah, it did look a lot like the dark, the darkest timeline version yeah. of Stephen Strange. 
Ryan's convinced it's Mephisto, though. Because why not? You know not? what? If it is... Why not? If it is, I'll take you on a date. Ooh! Win-win <laughs> for this guy. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, that's really where we're left at the end. We see a yep. trailer, and there's lots of commotion and lots of high stakes. And a lot of, like, interdimensional things. Yeah. Yep. Kind of felt very Doctor Who-y. Yeah. I mean, and it will it will be, uh, as the uh, person next to me in the theater said uh, half a dozen times, it will be the next thing <laughs> in the MCU. Well, technically we still have a couple episodes of Hawkeye left. We have one episode of Hawkeye. Just one? Yeah, it's only six episodes. Sad. Yeah. And by the way, if you haven't watched Hawkeye yet, uh, spoiler alert, Kingpin is in the MCU, played by Vincent D'Onofrio. I know that has nothing to do with Thor. It has nothing to do with Spider-Man. But it has everything to do with Ryan freaking the frig (laughs) out. Holy shit. I'm married to a huge nerd alert. (laughs) Okay. But just the alert, not the actual nerd. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that kind of, that kind of. Do you have any other closing thoughts about No Way Home? I mean, it is the Spider-Man movie. It felt like a lot. I feel like I need to see it again. Spider-Man Endgame. I don't. Here's the thing. I didn't really feel like it was Endgame level, but I will say that it was very, very, very. Cool. Yeah. Seeing all the worlds collide, having all the villains come back, and they're like, you're not Peter. And he's like, I'm totally Peter, just not the Peter you know. And seeing all the Peters together was really cool. Um, I'm very sad about Aunt May, and I'm very sad that Peter didn't go back and tell MJ and Ned. So that's kind of... And happy. <sighs> so... I mean, this movie was great. I don't think there's any debating. No, it was good. And, and and so, for those of you that are out there that are, like, comic book fans, and, like, you're going to approach this movie and be like, well, actually, like, you're going to approach it like comic guy, from, comic book guy from, from The Simpsons, here's what I'll encourage you to do. Don't do that. Go into this movie, and if you're listening to spoilers, you've probably already seen it. So, here's what I'll advise you with... I thought it was a fantastic, fun Spider-Man story. I could have seen this uh, this movie, if it were a comic, could have played out over four issues. It would have been a super fun, weird story, but it would have felt like Spider-Man. This it felt, was very quippy. Yeah. Yeah. It, this did not feel like Spider-Man trying to be Avengers. Right. It was Spider-Man just with the, the volume and the stakes amped up. Yeah. And there was just so much to walk away from, to, to love and to like. Um, yeah, really, it was just a spectacular movie. It was. It was so, very good. Well, that concludes my thoughts, Kim's thoughts, my my co-host on this ride home from the theater. Peace out, guys. Yeah. Guys, see you for our next episode of Across the Bifrost. Bye. Bye.